Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind. Appreciate you joining us here for the podcast today as we've got a special one. In studio joining us, we have Tanner Owen, a former Northwest Missouri State offensive lineman. He was a two-time All-American, and he was three-time first-team All-MIAA. Tanner, great to have you in studio. Great to have you back in Maryville. How are things? Everything's going good. Thanks for having me. So we expected to have this conversation at some point. I had you written down on my list. I'm kind of like, all right, we're going to see how the season goes. We're going to talk to Tanner and kind of address all that as we go. Of course, a great Northwest Missouri State career, um, but then also starting off your NFL career this year. Got picked up by the Buffalo Bills, then eventually claimed uh, by the New Orleans Saints. But obviously things didn't quite work out the way you'd hoped. And, and of course, we're in the middle of football season now. But you're just going to want to walk us through a little bit of what brings you back to Maryville now, of course, working full-time with Mill and Dinsdale Seed Company here in town? Yeah, so uh, to start off, I went out to Buffalo as an undrafted free agent. Um, spent a few months down there going through rookie mini camp, training camp, and everything. Um, you know, had some pretty good success out there. Um, made it all the way down to the last cuts. Um, that's a pretty tough team to make as you as you guys can tell um but yeah made it to the last round of cuts um unfortunately ended up getting cut on a thursday morning um and then the waivers the waiver period started and within noon on thursday i knew that i was that i was claimed by the new orleans saints and uh by 9 p.m that Thursday, I was in New Orleans, and uh, yeah, it was a quick turnaround. Isn't it, it was a very quick turnaround. Um, you know, the Bills had already advised me to kind of, you know, go home, pack your bags, kind of thing, and so you know, we were just kind of bumming it in the hotel room. So it was pretty easy to pack everything up, and and I was ready to go. I was excited, um, as I kind of already told you earlier. Um, you know, when you get when you get claimed off of waivers, you're automatically on a on a 53 man roster, and I think that's uh every kid's dream, you know. If you uh if you're in Pop Warner or or middle school or junior high and in high school and inevitably in college, you know, that's every kid's dream is to make it on a 53-man roster and on an NFL team. So, I was pretty excited and I was ready to go and uh New Orleans was something new to me and and uh I was ready for that new experience. Initially getting into New Orleans being a um, you know, Kearney, Missouri, you're basically kind of next to Kansas City, but it's not quite the same. You're still a small-town guy. Is that a little bit of a, a shock when you roll into town? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So uh, I got got put up in a hotel in the smack-dab middle of New Orleans. And uh, coming from Kearney, Missouri, where the, the population's a little bit smaller than New Orleans, it was quite a <laughs> culture shock to me. Um, no, I'd always heard a lot of, a lot of cool things about New Orleans and everything, but I've never been, been that far south. And, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was something different for sure. <laughs> so you get claimed, you're on the 53 man roster. I think this is, I mean, we're getting right into the start of the season and just as things are coming together and you're kind of looking forward to, all right, I'm going to learn this playbook. I'm going to kind of figure out where I stand on the depth chart, I'll figure all that out. You have to go through the process of getting that physical and making sure that, that you know, it's all up to code, which a lot of times I feel like it's probably cross some T's, dot some I's, but uh, as they go through, it wasn't quite that simple this time around. Yeah, so like I said, I got there on Thursday night, and Friday at noon was when we had practice. So Friday morning at 
8 a.m. we started the physicals, and I was expected to be there at practice at noon. And uh, like you've also said, you know, at that point in my life, physicals were not something that I necessarily worried about, especially when I just had one four months ago with the Bills. Um, ended up coming back, and uh, I knew something was up when they asked me to do a two-hour MRI on my heart. Um, when I knew, I looked at the clock and saw that that would have made me late for practice. I knew that uh, something something was going south. Um, ended up finding out I had a heart condition and, and scarring on 10% of my heart. Um, and from there, you know, they were they were hopeful that uh, it was something that I could play with. It wasn't necessarily from the initial test. It wasn't necessarily something that was too concerning. Um, but we ended up seeing a few specialists and uh, kind of talking it over with my family, the general manager, and, and some of the doc- team doctors there at New Orleans. Uh, we kind of just decided that it would be, you know, in my best interest for my health to to put the helmet up for the last time and and uh, start start a different avenue for my career. And uh, yeah. Well, and we kind of talked before going on, but this is something that there's no real tracing it back to a certain event or where this could have come from. Just one of those of it's there and you don't really know what to go back to with it. Yeah. The, the specialist didn't really have any diagnosis for it. Just, just because I'd never had an EKG before the NFL. So there wasn't really any baseline to go off of. Um, so there, there wasn't anything that they could tell me any certain statistics or percentages of what my risk level was, and that's kind of what made it so risky for me. Is you know they can't tell me oh you know one in a hundred chance. Well, we don't know, and they don't know. So that was that was something that kind of really put a scare to me. You're still a young guy. This is all still very fresh, but I mean, as quick as it all happens. I mean, you're there with the Buffalo Bills. You're with the Saints. You're on the 53-man roster. Um, and then they kind of tell you pretty quick, like, hey, we think it's in your best interest to probably not play anymore. Do you, have you had a chance to wrap your mind around it and, and all of the experiences that you had in that few months as well? Yeah, no. I mean, I wouldn't trade those experiences and for anything in the world, honestly. I mean, some of the guys that I met, you know, I'll still stay friends with them for as long as I live. And, and some of the things that I got to do because I was in that position for just that short amount of time would be, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Um, and, uh, just, just being able to rest my hat on the fact that, you know, I got to line up against some of the best guys to ever do it. And, uh, somewhat held my own. Um, I can put a lot of pride in that fact. So, All right, so I have to ask, too, are you hinting that uh, you had a matchup with Von Miller at one point in Buffalo? No. I, no. <laughs> I, thankfully, I never had to do that. Um, it, <laughs> it, it probably wouldn't have turned out too well for me, I can, I can tell you that. Either that or they would have given you a really big contract. Who knows how that could have gone down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I would probably venture to say it would have gone the other way, but but you know, we'll we'll leave that up to the listeners to decide that. <laughs> well, so we'll rewind it back a little bit. The draft ends, um fielding some calls or agent fielding some calls, a chance to be an undrafted free agent with any more, I feel like we see all kinds of guys get the chance and they make it and have long careers. You get signed by the Buffalo Bills. 
How does that go down? And are you feeling at that point, too, like a team that needs some help on the offensive line that I'm getting signed by the Bills and like I'm going to have a legitimate shot here? Yeah, no, I mean, I was super excited about it. And uh, I thought that, you know, I'm I'm hard-headed and ignorant enough to, to think that, you know, I have a shot anywhere. If they give me a chance, I'll work hard enough and, and everything to where I'll, I'll make something happen. Um, I can t- tell you that it was a little bit of a reality check when I stepped into that first uh, offensive line room and seen some of the veterans that were in there that they had brought in in the offseason, like Roger Staffel and, and Mitch Morse, who, who was already there, but they brought in some really good guys with a lot of experience. And uh, they had 14 veterans that that knew what they were doing, had established themselves in the NFL and uh, proven that they can do it. And so when you walk into an offensive line room that's only going to keep about 10 to 11 people counting the guys on the practice squad, that's a that's a tough factor to, to play into. And uh, being an undrafted guy from a D2 team, there's a, a lot of uphill battles that, that I knew I was going to have to climb over. But um, it it was a cool experience. So – and again, we kind of talked about this before we actually flipped the mics on and got things rolling too. But dive into it a little bit as you're claimed off waivers, you go to the Saints, then they put you on the practice squad for just a bit as things are getting sorted out. But as the NFL can kind of pilfer teams' practice squads and sign guys, bring them up, do some different things, the Bills are right there ready to bring you back, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And from Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Now back to our interview with Tanner Owen. As soon as I got cut um, on that last cut with the Bills, there's a 24-hour waiver period. And um, if you get claimed in that 24-hour waiver period, you're automatically on a 53-man roster for a guaranteed three weeks. Um, Now, with my whole deal being a non-football injury, they they were allowed to drop me down to the practice squad for a few days in order to figure all the medical stuff out when we didn't have a for sure yes or no at that time. Um, And when you're on the practice squad, teams are able to pick anybody up that they want to if, if they put somebody on the 53 for three, three weeks. Um, My agent had told me in that few days, I had 20 calls from 20 different teams um, looking to, possibly pick me up and and yeah the bills were one of them so that made me feel pretty good about myself uh <laughs> just knowing that the the team that I put a lot of blood sweat and tears into was was willing to give me another shot what did you feel like was uh, you talked about the uphill battles as a d2 guy um what was the biggest hurdle is it is it the speed of the game is it I mean you're a big dude is it matching up with some of those guys or or the playbook what you kind of look at as like you know northwest prepared me but this was that next big thing. Yeah, so a lot or a majority of the uphill battles were done before I got to the got to the Bills. Um, it wasn't about how we watch film. It wasn't how we do things in the 
in the weight room or, or anything else like that. It's the fact that you have a D2 sticker on the side of your head and, and nothing more than that. Um, unfortunately, when you first show up to an NFL team, they, they know you're a D2 guy, and uh, the coaches are going to take every advantage of that that they can. And they're going to try to pinpoint you out and, and figure out what your weaknesses are and, and attack that um, because they know, you know, you didn't go up against the absolute best of the best in, in D1 every single week. So they're going to ask you more questions in the film room. They're going to expect you to pick things up quicker than the other guys. Um, it kind of goes back to I'm a pretty big guy, but I'm not that big of a guy in the NFL. I was 20 pounds lighter and three inches shorter than anybody else in that room. But I'm hard-headed enough and, and determined enough that I wasn't going to let that affect how I did things. And and if the coach wants to pick on me, fine with me. I'll just prove them that I know everything more than the guys that are bigger, bigger and stronger than I am. So. How far in before they kind of started to be like, all right, he knows his stuff, he's keeping up, and, and, and this guy's going to make it? So it longer than I would have <laughs> liked it to. Um, now it's – it it takes it took f- four weeks for them to finally accept the fact. Okay, this guy does know football. This guy can play football. This guy can go up against our fourth round draft pick that we just had and, and stopped him completely. Or this guy just went up against a nine year veteran and stonewalled him. So, I mean, it's it's an uphill battle, but it's definitely not. Not impossible, as you can see, Big Sam. He's he's doing big things and and getting getting some plays in on the on the big time show. So yeah. Well, and kind of going back through and you talk about that D two sticker on the side of your helmet, and and that's the one thing people look at and don't necessarily want to look at the resume or 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 what you're actually bringing to the table. But an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman from the same class from Northwest Missouri State making it to a 53 man roster. I mean. It, that's a pretty big deal. A lot of Division ones aren't doing that on a year, and here Northwest Missouri State is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's in the water out there, I and mean, what's Matt Canella doing to in the putting in the drinks to make sure you guys are ready to go? <laughs> I mean, when you look at me, Big Sam, and Caden Davis, who who's still fighting for a job out there. I mean, you can look at any other FCS team in Missouri, and you can. I'll I'll wait for you to tell me that there was three guys that got signed. And you won't be able to. So, I mean, Northwest is Northwest. You know, people flock to Northwest for a reason. There's a reason that our culture is so successful. We have great coaches. We have great support staff like Matt Canella and uh, Joe Quinlan. And uh, they they get you prepared for it. So we always talk about year after year that the best defensive line in the country is being coached by Rich Wright. And, of course, we look at your senior year and just how stacked that line was, especially when you think about going from inside out, Mitch Goff, Gabe Bouts, Tanner Owen. I don't think there's probably a better trio on an offensive line in the country throughout. What were the battles like in a practice between uh, Zach Howard, Elijah Green, Sam Roberts, and then you three on that line? No, I mean, I would credit the offensive line's success to the D-line. I mean, being able to go against them for – 30 reps in a practice, good on good. I mean, iron sharpens iron. Um, you know, 
when you go against a D-line like that and then you show up on Saturdays and it feels easy, I mean, that's that's <laughs> what every head coach would dream of to be able to have that in their practice. So one of the things that, that also came away from Buffalo Bills training camp that, you know, of course, everybody around Maryville is watching the Bills and the Patriots and kind of keeping an eye on you guys, uh, watching the Broncos out there with Caden Davis too. Uh, but everybody in the country saw you and three teammates shirtless singing a Backstreet Boys song <laughs> to the rest of the uh, Buffalo Bills team, which was being filmed by Stephon Diggs, and it's on his Instagram, I think still. I can go back and look that up. Was that the highlight of your summer? <laughs> I can tell you that my mom wasn't very proud. Really? Uh, <laughs> she did a great job. <laughs> oh no, that was uh, that was just some of the rookie fun that we got to do. Um, unfortunately, it was caught on camera uh, and by one of the most popular people in the league, so it got out there pretty quick. Um, honestly, I think I had like fifty notifications on my phone before that meeting was over with. Uh, yeah, I, that's not one of my finer moments. But unfortunately, it's out there, and it's out there pretty far. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to live on for quite some time. But, hey, to be able to feature, be featured like that, you always see stuff like that, uh, uh, you know, in Hard Knocks and, and elsewhere kind of around. And kind of cool to see that pop up and be like, hey, that's one of our guys up there singing. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily something I'll show my kids in, in 20 years, to be honest with you. They will find it on their own. <laughs> Google will still exist at that point. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so obviously it was kind of fun to see that, and that was a very public moment for everyone. Mm -hmm. But for you within camp, was there a moment to where you kind of felt like I have arrived? Like was it a one-on-one -on -one, um, or, or sitting down in the cafeteria next to some of these guys and them taking you in, or, or what moment? I mean, honestly, the, the veterans, you know, as hard and as tough as they were, the veterans were always very welcoming at the Bills. I mean, I feel like the Bills were kind of like the northwest of the NFL. I mean, the culture that they, they practiced and everything and, and how they made sure that everybody carried themselves around the building. Um, you know, Coach McDermott preached almost identical to some of the same things that Coach Wright did. Um, I can remember multiple, multiple times that Coach Wright would would tell everybody, you know, you treat everybody with the same amount of respect that, that you would want to be treated, um, whether that's the head coach, the offensive coordinator, or the janitor. Um, and those same things were, were preached with Coach McDermott. Um, so, you know, even though I did have a little bit of rookie hazing in there, um, it was all in good fun. But uh, to come back around to your point, um, I never felt like I arrived in, in the NFL. You never will, especially uh, an undrafted guy. But the the moment that I felt like, holy crap, I think I can actually do this, was uh, was the preseason game against the Panthers. Um, that was, you know, they had chose not to put in the starting O-line for the Bills. And, and uh, the rookies and, and some of the guys that were on the fence were given the chance to play the whole game. And we got to go up against the starting Carolina Panthers defensive line. And uh, and I can tell you my nerves before that game were unlike anything else. And, um, 
you know, when I went back and looked at the film, I I felt like I like I did a pretty decent job. And when you feel like you did a pretty decent job in the NFL, you know, you've you've done something there. So I'll, I will never say that I ever felt like I arrived because there's always millions of things that you can improve on, especially in the NFL. There's guys that are 10-year vets that, you know, still haven't been able to arrive technically. But, yeah. And I guess as soon as you feel like that is whenever the game comes back to, to bite you pretty hard. Yeah. Get I more mean, complacent. Yeah. You can be on one of the highest paid at whatever position you are. Um, there's 300, 400 people every single year that are coming through the combine or undrafted that are trying to take your job. So, I mean, if you slow down for one second, somebody would take your job. Yeah. What well, so in the media now, but but as a fan and watching this and and being a Bearcat alum and even going back to like the days of growing up in Union Store, forty five minutes down the road, and, and there's a guy from Maryville that's in the NFL, or you see him out there, and um, from Dave Tolson on, it's kind of like, man, like that's our guy. So you have to know too that there are a ton of people, whether they're here in Maryville or just Bearcat Nation around the country. There are a lot of folks that were watching you, and were just proud that you were out there and you were representing all of us too. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt that, but um, that's one thing too. Everybody here was buzzing because that was, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, the people around Northwest are, are unmatched. The, the way that they'd show up for a Northwest game or the way that I would get texts from people that I haven't heard anything from in months and they would just be asking how I'm doing, how's training camp going, you know, what's it like? And and uh, people that just genuinely care about how you're doing and, and the success that you're having, I mean, that's that's cool. That's You don't get that everywhere. So do you keep in touch with Sam Roberts much right now? I haven't talked to him a whole lot. I know, I know how it is. A lot of people are probably asking him a bunch of questions, so I'm just going to leave him be and, and let him do his thing. He's a... Uh, He's a good dude, and, and he's a hard worker, and uh, I I know that he'll have success and, and, and have a long career in the NFL. So for you now, back in Maryville, um, obviously you have to go in the EKG. It reads one thing. You've got um, a heart condition, but overall you're feeling okay day-to-day. I mean, there's nothing that's, that's changed for you, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm completely fine. I don't, you know – I'm good to do whatever I want to do for the rest of my life. Just uh, no more smashing heads against people. <laughs> um, so that's probably a good thing for me. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm completely fine and healthy. I will live a perfectly long life as long as I would have even without this. So, um, no, just, just no more football, but I get to do anything I want to. So we have you back in Maryville. You're working for Mill and Dinsdale Seed Company. Uh, tell us about what they have you doing and, and the roots for that, too, because this isn't your first go-around. Yeah, so uh, my last internship that I was able to have um, in college was was a field scout for uh, CropWise Consulting and uh, Mill and Dinsdale. Uh, you know, I got to walk around in, in some corn and bean fields for, for, a, for a while there and, and uh, sweat it out in the summers and and uh learn a lot about agriculture i've uh i've always been interested in agriculture i 
I've always known that that is uh, something that I wanted to do. And uh, I didn't grow up on a farm. Um, so I was just trying to look for a way to be able to get my feet wet and kind of get my foot in the door of agriculture. And and uh, Coach Wright hooked me up with, with Aaron, and, and I went out there and, and met with her that summer and uh, ended up getting that that internship. And, uh, and it was awesome, honestly. I got to learn so much more than I'd ever learned in a classroom. Um, I'm a visual, hands-on kind of guy, and and just being able to get out there and and just kind of death by fire, honestly, and and figure everything out um, with with a little bit of correction and 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 guidance. Um, it it was a job that, like I said, I learned more in that few in those few short months than I ever did in the classroom. And so when uh, I closed the football book for the last time. I I had texted Aaron and said, you know, is it okay if I put this on my resume? I'm I'm gonna start looking for some jobs. And uh, she was like, well, forget the resume. Just come <laughs> come back to Maryville and be awesome and come work for us again. And so uh, they opened up a full time position for me um, as a crop advisor, and, and I'm gonna kind of help and and oversee some of the interns that I was a few years ago and uh, kind of get my feet wet and, and everything else with some of the seed and fertilizer side and, and some precision planting. Um, so, yeah, I get to, get to you know, start learning a lot more about agriculture than, than I had already learned and, and uh, get to work for somebody that's, you know, there for me and, and wants me to be able to succeed. Well, it's just interesting the way it works out, too, because you're off with the Bills this summer, and I see her, and we talk a little bit and kind of joke about, well, once he hangs it up, we'll come back around and maybe open up another location somewhere near Carney and let Tina run that one. And then here we are, right back with Mill and Dinsdale. So it's come full circle now. Yeah. I got a little bit of learning to do before I, <laughs> I think about doing that. But, uh, no, that's, that's definitely something that uh, later on down the road is – is something that I want to do and I knew that and uh you know kind of just talking with her this is a this is an opportunity for me to be able to to learn everything that will allow me to do that down the road and and get that hands-on experience and not just have to learn it from a book because I mean quite honestly there's there's no experience like just going and doing it so who cracks the whip more Coach Wright or Aaron? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into details with that. Um, Maybe in the summer it's Joe Q with those workouts. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't bite the hand that's feeding you. <laughs> there you go. Smart man, smart <laughs> man. Well, Tanner, it's great to have you back in Maryville. It's good to know things. Hey, they're only up and up health-wise. You're fine. And uh, congratulations. I mean, honestly, everything from high school um, – you go cup of coffee at Mizzou, then you're an All-American at Northwest Missouri State. Never missed a football game in your career at Northwest. Unbelievable. So that means you kind of have to match that now your full-time job. You can never have a sick day. Yeah, uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Tanner, thanks for the time and uh, appreciate coming in and chatting with us. Yep, thank you for having me. That was former Northwest Missouri State offensive lineman Tanner Owen joining us. 52 games in his college career. Didn't miss a single one. Started all 52, a two-time All-American, and just a hard worker. It's great seeing him back around Maryville and working for some awesome people over at Mill and Dinsdale Seed. 
That's going to wrap things up for us here on Bearcat Rewind. Check out our last episode as we are getting set for the MIAA basketball season. We had media day interviews with Austin Meyer and Ben McCollum, players from both of their teams. The basketball season is right around the corner. And while you're here, please rate the podcast, review it, tell your friends, and spread the word about Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.